Hey, Dr. Mike here. Astaxanthin is the nutrient that promotes head-to-toe health. Stick around to learn way more. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. Dr. Crystal, do you know why uh, flamingos are pink? Of course, Astaxanthin, what we're talking about today. That's right. Uh, you know, and, and I know, I know the teaser was head to toe health and that's just kind of, you know, basically astaxanthin, if consumed in the right amount, has several health benefits at the end of the day. That's kind of what we're talking about. So I'm going to, I'm going to play, you know, an audience member, a listener and, and, and they hear this. Okay. Astaxanthin, maybe I've heard of this before. Sounds good. How about if I just eat it? So let's start there. If I want to get astaxanthin through my diet, what do I need to eat? Yeah, uh, really your best source is going to be um, you've uh, trout, like uh, the, the colorful trout, but uh, but what's more readily accessible is your wild salmon. It's going to be, yeah, it's what's making the salmon that beautiful pink color. Yeah, I like, well, I can eat a lot of salmon. There was also something on the, maybe, I don't know if this was you, someone told me this, uh, crayfish, or in, in the South we say crawfish, or crawdad. Oh, yeah. well, it's your crustacean, so the, the seafood, um, it, because the astaxanthin is, should we, I mean, have we even described what it is first, or do we, <laughs> we don't have to, to go over the food sources, but... Um, I just wanted to go right to food first, right? We like to eat. Yeah. yeah so. so it's uh, the algae make it in the ocean. And then, of course, it bioaccumulates in the crustaceans that eat the algae and then the fish that eat the crustaceans. So your shrimp, your krill, your lobster, um, crawfish. That's <laughs> right. My crawfish boils. Yeah. Your crawfish, those, are, those will be uh your sources so it's you know it's your seafood uh obviously the flamingos are eating those crustaceans so that's why the astaxanthin um is bioaccumulating in the flamingo but yeah your salmon is going to be your one of your better options um and we can get into dosing but it it provides a, a decent amount i mean not the amount that we're seeing in clinical research but you'll get per serving about um, about 1.8 grams of astaxanthin in a serving of wild caught salmon. Why this is important? So it is a it's a carotenoid, right? It's it's a uh, you know we call carotenoids pigmented antioxidants. At least that was the old nomenclature from years ago. It's part of it's. I guess it's similar to the beta carotene family, right? It is. It's a carotenoid. So, um, yes, beta carotene is a type of uh, carotenoid. All of those those carotenes we're also familiar with um, with lutein, zeaxanthin, uh, mesozeaxanthin. So, astaxanthin is a type of carotenoid. Um, a different. I mean, the carotenoids can then be further broken down. We can classify astaxanthin as a xanthophyll. That's the official type. And then, yeah, it, it's a neat um, carotenoid or a, a neat pigment because its structure is as such that it stretches the bilayer membrane in the in the body. 
So unlike most antioxidants, say a vitamin C, for example, which um, which can only target kind of the outer side of the membrane or like a vitamin E, which is the inner side yeah. of the membrane, astaxanthin yeah. can get in those fat-soluble and those water-soluble spaces. So it's antioxidant reach in the body yeah. is, is greater because of its structure. That's right. That's a very unique characteristic of this carotenoid. Um, yeah, so there's three main health benefits we're going to talk about on this show, skin, sleep, and eyes. Before we do that, though, there's a larger list of benefits, right? And so what, I mean, I, I don't know, there's a one, two, three, four, five, six, about, about 10 right here. Should we just go through this real quick, no details, just letting people know that this really is head to toe, and then we can focus on skin, sleep, eyes. How's that? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's important, um, especially since we're doing an entire podcast just about this nutrient. Right, right. <laughs> so I think before we do that, Dr. Mike, it's important to preface it that some of these are uh, based on clinical findings, some on preclinical findings. Oh, so we don't need to make any outrageous claims. Uh, if it's preclinical, that means that, you know, we're, we're not talking about testing in humans. At least, right? But there's enough information where it's interesting and maybe it needs to go to that next level, right? That's right. kind of where we're at. So we already know that it is an antioxidant. And right off the bat, one of the um, key benefits is it blocks the peroxidation of lipids, which is important because when lipids get oxidized, that's when they get sticky. And so and lead to plaque formation, right? There you so. go. Yeah. So there's one a very important benefit. How about this one? We talk about this all of the time. Inflammation is the common denominator of age-related disease. So astaxanthin supports a healthy inflammatory response. That's key. Yeah. And that's a characteristic you see with, with most antioxidants, obviously, um, targeting inflammation in the body. Yep. It supports healthy blood glucose, healthy serum insulin levels, uh, helps to protect the pancreas, what are called beta cells, and their function, um, and can protect against what are called advanced glycation end products, which, at the end of the day, those things that mostly come from food cause us to age. Yes, they cause us to age, and it's uh, we see this accelerated aging in individuals who are diabetic because yep. it's a process that happens in the body from having uh, excess glucose around. Um, it may support a healthy cardiovascular system. Pre uh, this is important. Preliminary evidence, that's going to be your animal models, lab models, stuff like that, may have some cancer protective properties as well. Supports a healthy immune function, protects the mitochondria, so you're going to get more energy. Um, has some benefit in protecting against ultraviolet light, and we're going to get into that. So that's just a nice... So yeah, it is head to toe. That's a pretty good list. I think it's so. Head to toe. Uh, it, I think what we're also saying is donate to these organizations that's doing research on astaxanthin. I want more. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, and that's, we're always wanting more insights. And that's what I think is important. We never, if you ever come across a researcher or a medical doctor who's acting like they have the final answer on something, you probably want to move away from that kind of person because we science is always evolving. We're always learning. Uh, yes. More research is always needed. So let's jump into this. Um, okay. Skin, sleep, and eyes. Let's start with skin. Um, 
what what do we have here? It looks like we got one really good study to, to talk about. We do. Uh, one study, uh, the participants received about four milligrams of astaxanthin or placebo for 10 weeks. And again, going back to those food sources, remember one serving of salmon is going to give you about 1.8 grams. So we're looking at four grams here in this study, 10 weeks. Um, at the beginning of the study um, and, at, um, and at nine weeks, an area of the participant's skin was exposed to UV radiation and then examined. So they examined, uh, they exposed the, the skin to UV, maybe yeah. like a tanning bed. Yeah. I, well, I didn't know exactly it, it might, where they put them. It might be a decent amount to get to, to study something like that. But um, anyways, okay, so they're, ex they're actually exposed to the, the issue we're trying to control. Right. And so the participants who received the astaxanthin, because remember it was, um, you know, some of the participants did, some did not, because it was a, a randomized control study. The ones that were able, that had the astaxanthin were able to experience a greater amount of UV exposure before their skin reddened in comparison with the placebo group. So what does this, how does this translate to your vacation days in the Bahamas laying out in the sun? Yeah, is I, well, I should take some astaxanthin. <laughs> yes. yes, I mean, you can always see when you're on vacation, the ones, you know, at dinner time, you know, yeah. at the resort, and they are just red. Yeah, and yeah. They overdid it. But the important thing here is, you know, is the fact that the astaxanthin group, they they simply could receive more UV light. There did come a point where the skin got red, showing some damage. So there's there's an upper limit of what astaxanthin can do. But if you're doing everything else correct, right, putting on your sunscreen, uh, maybe taking some astaxanthin, limiting your time out in the sun, it simply just adds to that regimen to protect your skin better. At the end of the absolutely, yep, and that was the study published in the journal Nutrients in 2018 that kind of did that evaluation for skin health. There was uh, another factor that they explored, um, or uh, an outcome. the The participants uh, also there was less skin moisture loss in the uh, irradiated area, so the the areas that received the UV radiation less moisture loss. And improvement and rough skin and texture. Yeah, the moisture loss is interesting. That's called transdermal water loss, right? And that's a sign that there's actual damage, right? When your skin cells and the ceramides, those important fats that hold those kind of like bricks together, when they start to separate, that's where the moisture is released. So moisture loss is a, is a sign of, of loss of structure and damage. So that's great. Astaxanthin was able to preserve... To me, that means skin cell structure. That's right. Uh, then there was a non-controlled trial. Now, this simply means, you know, we're not looking at a standard group versus the test group. This is just looking at more like an observation thing, right? Right. So there were improvements in wrinkles, age spots, elasticity, skin texture, moisture content. Um, and this is after eight weeks of six milligrams. So again, the first study is four milligrams. Now we're looking at six milligrams. Yeah. So that. So I guess you know, right now we're working somewhere between four to six milligrams a day is probably where supplementation is going to happen. Yes. And just to clarify, in this study, there was orally consumed and topically 
um, okay. uh, applied astaxanthin to the skin. Yeah, I would I would be interested in seeing a little bit more on topical. Is that something maybe we maybe we'll start seeing that as an active and in, active ingredient in sunscreens or something? Down the line? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's something some out there somewhere. Yeah, someone someone's doing it right. <laughs> People jump on this stuff fast. I mean, again, and there's even more. There's some reviews showing that astaxanthin was able um, to protect uh, the DNA, enhance DNA repair um, systems, um, help with immune modulation in the skin from sun damage decrease the inflammatory response from all of that. So really looks good for this carotenoid for, for skin health. And I would have to say um, it's astaxanthin is very popular and most of its popularity is because of skin health. Right. We love our astaxanthin for our skin. I, listen, and that's important for every, that's not, that's men and women. As I, I get older, I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh boy, I got to start doing more. I mean, you just, it, you, we all want that. We don't, we want the smooth skin, right? And is it, is it up the old battle? It's an uphill. Let's move into sleep because this is now out of, out of skin and eyes. I, I get that because it's a carotenoid. I get that it's going to be good for your eyes. I, I, I kind of understand the skin too. The pigmented antioxidants are able to absorb lights better and all that kind of stuff. That's what they do. Sleep right. though, sleep. This was what I was a little surprised with. I'm not. <laughs> well, tell I'm telling me. You, think about how beneficial it is for cell health, membrane health. That means that that it's, it's promoting the overall functions of that cell. Um, and so, and then when you look at the the studies with with sleep, one uh, one study was just looking at healthy individuals. The other study was looking at individuals who were uh, were uh, depressed. We know that sleep disruption often occurs with depression, and, and we know there's a inflammatory connection with mental health and uh, issues and depression. So I think you we like Doctor Griffey. You know, sometimes when it when it comes to depression, we don't know which came first. Sometimes. Did the sleep cause the depression or depression cause the sleep? Because they can go both ways. That's very true. Yeah. So um, so in the healthy individuals, uh, it astaxanthin, and this was a randomized double-blind placebo control trial. It included 120 healthy individuals uh, found improvement in the time it takes to fall asleep after turning out the lights in um, participants who received the astaxanthin. So that's interesting. So it makes you just, just by that statement, what do we think's going on? If it's helping to decrease sleep latency, does that mean it's helping the, the melatonin system quick and quick, uh, kick in faster? Is it, is it dropping, is it dropping the, the counter to melatonin cortisol down faster? I mean, it just makes it makes you wonder. I know what's yeah. going on there. Right. Yes, and that was a study, 2017 study in the journal Molecular Nutrition Food uh, Research. Maybe it's affecting the erections. Well, you the, the erection medications are taking over. Yeah, it, it makes sense. The more we learn about erections, those are those. Um, it's a it's a system of cells and nerves that basically are, are part of your wake cycle. You know, and so uh -huh. so. 
calming that down leads naturally to to, to sleep. Anyway, I, I just find that interesting. I'd love to see more on Estesanthin and what it's really doing. Yeah. So there's another study here. Tell us about that one. Yeah, and this one was uh, in a 2020 study in the Journal of Clinical Biochemical Nutrition. And this study included individuals who were depressed, an eight-week study with astaxanthin um, in comparison to placebo. And the, um, the a subgroup of the participants um, that scored high, that had higher depression levels um, experienced significant improvement in sleep after consuming the astaxanthin. And so this is, you know, it's, it's nice to have a study in healthy individuals and then also a study in individuals who, who may be dealing with um, other health issues. You know, oftentimes studies, they, they include healthy individuals, but most people have something going on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, often healthy individuals is a good place to start, right? Then eventually you kind of do want to move into a group that actually has the issue, whatever. Let's move into eyes. Um, There was one study here uh, that caught my attention was about eye strength, because I know that's becoming a big issue. That was my introduction to astaxanthin, Dr. Mike. I strain. Uh, And so I do kind of remember some of this research and I remember the dosing. Yeah, the five milligrams um, with the of the astaxanthin four weeks compared to placebo. And uh, in these individuals, uh, this was a control trial, randomized control trial. The individuals um, stared at screens all the time and at that time well i still stare at a screen all dr crystal <laughs> i feel like it, at that point in my life i stared at screens more than i do now i don't know maybe i i'm staring the same amount of time but it stood out to me um you know that the, the eye strain comes with a host of other symptoms like the dry irritated eyes Tired eyes, feel like you always rub, like you, you're always feeling like you're doing that. You're rubbing your eyes to make them feel better. And then you yeah. there's some blurriness here. They're just not quite focused as good right. as they could be. Yeah. So I thought that was great. Eye strain. Um, now, it's not just that. There's also um, some research showing near, near vision issues and far vision issues, right? Right. And, uh, and so this study, the participants reported an improvement in uh, difficulty seeing near objects. Yeah. Eye straight and blurred vision. So, and that's, that's, and that, old, that, that's the, you're getting old. I have my papers here and you're like now holding the paper out away from you. <laughs> it's true. You know, you catch yourself doing it for the first time in a restaurant with a menu. You know, you, you're, you start doing this, you're like, Oh, my, that's what my dad does. <laughs> We're tell, so tell us about this one. How, what kind of improvements did we see? Yeah, so there was just improvements in, in the difficulty seeing those near objects. Uh, and then there was another study with uh, 60 middle-aged and older individuals. This one, six milligrams. So we're seeing four, five, six. You know, I'm making sure we go over the dosing as well as the duration in these studies. 
uh, six milligrams twice per day. So that's 12. That one's up there. Okay, that's different. That's the highest one we've seen. Right. Um, for 30 days, significantly improved numerous symptoms and signs of mild to moderate dry eye disease. Wow. Yeah, so that's and, and against eye strain, dry eyes, which could be by themselves or part of eye strain, right? Um, right. And then near near vision issues, all of these things improving with this with the simple carotin book. Don't you like to see when something simple works? Love it. I mean, Combine that with some uh, nice wild caught salmon twice or twice a week. And that's the rule, right? We only get salmon twice a week, right? That's the rule. <laughs> now there is another study. This was not this was not in humans. This was in mice. But I think it's important to mention because these mice. Um, were bred to actually develop type two diabetes, and 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 what happens, you know, as we know in diabetes, your eyes, your heart, your kidneys, all those three are the organs that really take a hit. And uh, and and oh, I should say just nerves in general too. Blood vessels, yeah, yeah and nerves in general. Yeah. So so these mice bred to have type 2 diabetes, end up getting what is called diabetic retinopathy. It's a, the retina is bad from the, from the sugar and the glycation. What did they find in this, in this mouse study? Yeah, so that there was just a less, or the, the astaxanthin was associated with better cell health, um, less apoptosis of those retina uh, nerve cells and a decrease in markers of oxidative stress. I think that's fantastic. And th so that's, so the next stage now is we need to move this on to phase one clinical trials and humans, right? That would uh -huh. hopefully be something that somebody is looking at because I think it's worth it for sure. Yeah. I think one call out, another call out just in, uh, in a rat model astaxanthin protected against retinal damage caused by uh, glaucoma, like that elevated yeah. intraocular pressure. That's another glaucoma. Yeah. So I would love to see that in humans. Studied as well. Yeah. So let's move. So there you go. There's, there's your skin. You know, we got some eyes in there. We got sleep, which was really interesting to me. Uh, let's talk a little bit about just, you know, how, how am I going to add this to my routine? Like, what do I need to do? Um, you, we've already mentioned some of the food. So yeah, eat, eat your salmon a couple times a week, increase some shrimp, um, go to a crawfish boil in, in the South. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> eat a bunch of them. That's great. Uh, but, but as we know with food first, there's often that nutritional gap because we're not, we're not necessarily getting the optimal dose that we need. So supplementation is going, is going to be key. Um, so do I, so what do you think? Should I be taking this every day? Can I take it once in a while? What do you think? I think every day. I mean, you want uh, this antioxidant to to build up in your cells. Of course, astaxanthin. You want to take it with other antioxidants. You want to to take it um, take it with food. But yes, it, it's something you want every day. Eighty seven human studies involving astaxanthin showed really no safety concerns at all. As a matter of fact, 35 of those studies uh, were were using 12 milligrams of astaxanthin per day and really had no problem. 
So I do think it's daily. Um, do you have any any suggestion on doing? Is this a morning one, a night one, with food, without food? What do you think? Doesn't matter what it. Oh well, doesn't matter morning or night. Okay. <laughs> so let's clarify that part. Any time of the day, but definitely with food, you want it with a fatty meal. There you go, fatty meal. Fatty meal, um, dosing, you certainly want at least four milligrams. Um, that's where we're seeing, I think, that that first study we talked about, um, there was four milligrams. You're seeing five, eight milligrams, even up to 12 milligrams. Um, you know, the, as you mentioned, Dr. Mike, the 35 of those human studies used at least 12 milligrams. So, I, I like to, I personally like to stick around the four to eight with a fatty meal. And of course, if you're going to add add to xanthan, like any nutrient to your routine, please talk to your doctor. Um, right? <laughs> we got to make sure you're recovering us, right? <laughs> it's that. It's just that's the normal disclaimer. People know that. But yeah, of course, talk to your own doctor about that because you might want to do more based on your personal issues and your doctor's going to know that better, not, not us. So that's right. talk to your doctor. Um, this is great information. Um, I, I'm excited to see astaxanthin really take off uh, in in some of these areas with good research. A lot more research is still needed. That's fine. That's a, it's always a it's always a good thing. But um, it's it's good to see a simple nutrient, a simple carotenoid, uh, doing so much with with some good evidence, uh, even just the way it stands today. All right, Doctor Mike, that was. Great information. I'm happy that you agreed to bring astaxanthin to live foreverish as a star nutrient. I know that you said astaxanthin. Do we have enough to say about it? And I said, of course we do, Doctor Mike. Skin health, sleep health, uh, potent antioxidants, of course, inflammation in the body. So thank you all for listening to our show, Live Foreverish, and as a special thank you, our sponsor, Life Extension would like to give you a special offer. Head over to lifeextension.com and place an order. If it's $50 or more, then you will receive 10% off your order plus free shipping by using the code podcast. Dr. Mike likes to say podcast. He says it really fast. (laughs) So again, lifeextension.com, use the code podcast. 10% 10% off $50 or more plus free shipping. And while you're on lifeextension.com, you can also find our podcast. Head over to our health hub. You will get access to the Live Foreverish podcast. Uh, and you can also find it at liveforeverish.com while you're there. Listen, take a listen to the many podcasts that we have available for. Uh, we've been recording over five years, Dr. Mike. Five years worth of podcasts uh, at liveforevers.com. Remember to to like, share, comment, and subscribe so you'll never miss a show for Live Forever. I'm Dr. Crystal, and that is Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.